Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. (laughs) Recording in progress. It is. It is in progress. We're doing this. We committed. We hit yes. We hit confirm (laughs) to be recorded. And now we're here. Let's do this. Let's do it. Wait, it actually asks, asks for your consent to be recorded? It does, every time. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I guess I've always been in charge of the, the recording, so I had no concept. Anyway, that's not why we're here. It's not, no. this is not all Zoom education. It's not why we're here. Becca, what are we doing today? <laughs> we are making gazpacho. It is going to be fantastic. It is a perfect little dish to have on a hot summer day. This is going to be a fun little journey today. Yeah, I did not realize that gazpacho, it's like, no, you must serve it icy cold. It should be cold. Like, <laughs> ah, my teeth, kind of. <laughs> almost, almost, yes. <laughs> what are you enjoying while we get started on this gazpacho adventure today? Well, I am smoking on an older vape pen that I have. This is garlic cookies. I'm not totally sure where it's from, maybe Mammoth Labs. I really like this one. I do feel this one a lot in my head. I feel just slightly little creative. It makes me want to play around with the recipe today, even though we're done with our prep. So there's not even anything else I could play around with. But right now I'm like, oh, what if we'd added this? Or what if we'd added this? But that's what I'm doing. It's garlic cookies. What are you doing over there? I am enjoying one of my grapefruit Romulan mini jeters that is infused. So I will be taking a few brief hits off of this and then putting it out because ever since I went to Alsace, which that gap is getting longer and longer now, I have been a much more lightweight smoker than I was previously. One of these will last me like three or four days. (laughs) But I love this stuff because it tastes like grapefruit and it just makes me happy. Good. It's hard to imagine your tolerance getting lower. I mean, I know it is possible. It's just... It is a nice thing. I mean, it's a backfire for you sometimes, but it's nice to not have to spend so much money to just enjoy a high. I haven't had to restock pretty much since I got back, and I probably could go at least another week, although I do have plans to go to the dispensary tomorrow because I want to go to a new one, and tomorrow's my pretty much my only day really off during the week. That is what I want to be doing with my time. I will be buying a couple of new things, but I'll try and keep it on the low edge. But I've also been having, you know, all my busy CBD products to help balance everything out. And it's just so nice to smoke a little weed, have a good hit of CBD, and then just chill. Mm -hmm. I've still been enjoying mine too. And they are tasty and they are pretty powerful. James and I both kind of decided that the Tropicana chill was a little not chill enough for us, not necessarily strong enough. I think it is a good daily to kind of maintain a CBD balance all the time, but I think I will, I need the strawberry or the green or the, even the blue sometimes as just a little bit more punch, but either way, still loving it. So if you are also interested, haven't tried it yet or want to restock 
all of our gluttoneers do get a discount code, which is all caps H-G-Bizzy. Use it. And that's B-I-Z-Z-Y <laughs> at B-I-Z-Z-Y dot com. Busy dot com. Yeah. yeah. They make it easy because we are all busy. Busy. It also makes me think because that's, I used to call Isabella the rabbit busy Izzy and I went and in my head it was B-I-Z-Z-Y. So it just feels really a nice callback to that saucy little munchkin. Goodness. Oh my God. She was saucy so and soft. She was the softest bunny and pet animal, anything. There's never been anything softer than her fur was. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yes. I am sipping on a sherry. Uh, this is a Montiato sherry from someplace. I will have to look at the label when I go back to the kitchen. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I looked and I was like, this is what it is. And now it starts with a P, but I don't remember what the word is. I would, if I was going to guess, I'd say Patronus. And that feels wrong because that's <laughs> something from Harry Potter. So I'm thinking that's not it, but that might be uh, close. Maybe. But... maybe not quite it, yeah. <laughs> So what is your uh, beverage of choice today? I have a fun one today. I have some Muscat Blanc from Forlorn Hope. And I don't think you can see the picture. I'll show you the bottle when we get into the other room. But it is a really pretty light peachy rose color. It's really beautiful. I was going to say, is that, that's an orange wine, right? Yeah. That's pretty much what they call those. They call them an orange wine because they're mm. not really a rosé. They have their own sort of special they have their own special hue i'm jealous when you said forlorn hope i just got i went oh no i wish i had forlorn hope i know we were just talking about the club and i did bring it up because i poured this yeah so i will have to get some forlorn hope going up in my or actually probably i don't need to buy anymore i should go sort through what i have because basically yeah, i you... just poured wine and don't drink it I'm like, yeah, I want to drink more of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to drink some more of this at some point. I'm just going to buy this bottle because then I can drink some more of this at some point. But really, the problem is, is I can't drink a whole bottle of wine. I cannot finish things to save my life. I'm sorry. I need somebody to drink my wine with me. It's just really sad how much wine I have. One day we will be at the High Gluttony Homestead and we'll have, we a will have wine for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. Yes. But you love sherry. And so this is, you will take any opportunity to drink sherry. And we are using sherry today as one of the ingredients in our gazpacho. So I, you're not using the same one though, are you? I forgot to check which type of mm -hmm. sherry I'm supposed to be using because that will tell me something. Although it does say sherry vinegar. Does it say sherry mm. too? Oh no, you're right. Just vinegar. <laughs> I mean, if you're just adding like a red wine vinegar or white wine vinegar and a little splash of sherry might be nice to like add that sherry flavor. If you happen to have sherry over sherry vinegar, which most cooks probably would go the other way because not everybody's a huge fan of sherry, but sherry vinegar is really delicious. So let's run through a little gazpacho history and by a little, I mean, four basic facts that I've <laughs> Because when it comes to gazpacho, it's very similar to a lot of things we do here. And it has a long and storied history. 
There are many different origin stories for it. There is sort of a general consensus of the base of this soup. So originally, this dish was developed in Europe, but likely in the area of Spain. Not 100% sure. But it started as a way to use up stale bread and have a hearty meal of things you could carry with you. So you would always have a loaf of bread, garlic, and some vinegar. That is a great basis for all things. Just carry a little vinegar all the time because they are <laughs> saying now that adding acid to your food is actually a good way to like cut back on some sodium content because when you use that to liven up the flavor, you don't need quite as much salt because they are of a similar profile. If you're adding a little bit of vinegar to everything, you may not find it. you need as much salt. Not 100% sure, but stop that train right there. Won't you be glad I'm not taking you low tech on this one, Becca? They used to beat it together in a mortar and pestle. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, that must have taken forever. Stale bread and garlic. You're just, that's, ugh. Although to be fair, they may have soaked the bread first. So it's more like you're just grinding more of a, of, of a pasty substance. So it may not have been as bad as I'm envisioning, but I'm just like, oh my God, that sounds painful. I don't know that I want to do that. So thank God for blenders and food mm. processors. Mm-hmm. It became more tomato-based or vegetable-based after tomatoes came back from the uh, American continent is where tomatoes originated. So obviously they wouldn't been part of this until they brought back after, you know, all that shenanigans. Today it takes on so many forms that it's really hard to define because they add like melon and you have, you can make sweet ones. And so it can, it can be anything. Gazpacho can be anything you want it to be. That sounds very aspirational. That's interesting that the original base was bread, garlic, vinegar, oil, and water, because that's, I never would have thought bread was a base for gazpacho at all. So when they added veggies and in particular tomato later, do you know, did they keep the bread as part of the recipe? Some people did. Some Some people do. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely came across a recipe I think the culinary uh, Spain one is, in fact, yes, the culinary Spain one has bread in it. That's why that's where we had gone off on that the other night when we were discussing how to make gazpacho. Because uh-huh. I had also forgotten that fact. Bread's a great soup thickener. It's really versatile, and stale bread has excellent thickening properties. So you know, don't forget if you have breadcrumbs in your cupboard, you can use that as a thickener for pretty much anything you just need a blender (laughs) there's lots of uses for it it makes sense it's not something I ever thought about though but it is kind of interesting because the ingredients today if we had added bread we're we're not doing bread spoiler alert but if we had added bread we joked the other day but this would basically be our panzanella salad just blended you're like we have to do it a little different like at least the original recipe you had found did not have it in it we've had panzanella recently we don't need to add a do another tomato bread situation so no bread because its base was bread and now it's more tomato-y like you said it there's a lot of versions you can do a lot of things with it was there anything else about the history or in general that you think we should know about gazpacho the one thing that the culinary of spain now 
let's let's put out there that I'm not sure the Culinary of Spain is the most accurate book because I've definitely read some either untrue things or highly disputed things in this book. Let's put that disclaimer out here. The resource that I used may not be 100% reliable. It was great for people who were doing outside labor because it's it's super refreshing. It's basically the original sports drink. You're getting your water, you're getting your vitamins, you're getting your salt back from all your sweating. So it was the perfect thing for hot outdoor labor. They were very specific about being like farm laborers, but wouldn't it just be anybody that works outside? <laughs> I have made the original version of the soup before. I just did, did want to mention that I tried it once because I am, as I think I said, maybe in the last episode or one of the last episodes, I am the acid queen. The more the better for Gretchen. <laughs> I was deeply intrigued by a, a recipe that was like bread, water, vinegar, garlic. I'm not sure it's my thing. It's kind of boring. Really prefer this gazpacho where there's a little bit more going on. I could see that. I do want to try it now, though, just to see. It's super easy. You can make it with leftover shit. So what's not to like? Exactly. Okay, I'm doing it. Next time you have stale bread, you usually have some vinegar and some garlic laying around. I do want to say, wherever I saw the recipe for this first, suggested garnishing it with grapes, which is a very interesting addition. And again, not sure is my thing. It is not a flavor that I was like, I really need more of this. I did not need more of it. I don't Mm -hmm. even know if I finished it. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I don't like fruit with savory, but either way. Uh, it, yeah. it's very hard or miss for me. You know, we all know I have strong opinions about bananas being in things. I, there are applications of fruit in savory that I love. Anytime you put like melon with tomato, not really my thing. This is not talk about what Gretchen likes. We talk about things like this. Yes. But I think that's enough of that for now. Let's <laughs> move on. I think, but I think that covers the most interesting parts of it and definitely made me think maybe I should be doubling this recipe, although I'm glad I did not because I would have had to do two batches. And I think probably one batch for just little old me is enough. Yeah, it is going to be a lot. And I do just want to make one quick comment because I never thought I would be a person who likes gazpacho. I never enjoyed v8 that much or tomato juice on its own i've never really been a person who likes tomatoes that much i feel like they overpower things when they're in it and then you don't taste a lot of other stuff but you did mention that this was served a lot for people who were outside in the heat and it was perfectly refreshing because it was so cold and when i did study abroad in spain i was in toledo and we had been walking around all day, walking around. It was so hot. And we finally stopped in the first, like the first thing I ever had in Spain was a little gazpacho. And it was, oh my God, there was nothing better in that moment. And I haven't really had it that much since. I mean, I've had it if I see it, but you have to kind of seek it out. I have a little bit of an argument against saying that you have to seek it out because I feel like at a certain point in the mid 2000s, Fucking gazpacho was fucking everywhere. I think it's on a downturn now where like people are like interested. I don't know what the new trend in soup is, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I I feel like I definitely know a lot of places that I when I was still working 
in kitchens. They were doing a lot more of the chilled melon soups and for summertime things. Cucumber, pureed cucumber soups, stuff like that. But you said early 2000s? Yeah. 2023 now? I know. That's why I said we're in a different age. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's not like it's unheard of. Yes, there was a wave. There's a wave. We are definitely a low point with gazpacho. Let's bring it back, though. I'm going to make it all summer. It's happening. I am going to be making this all summer long because I was like, oh, yeah, this is super simple. It's super delicious. Yeah. Why? Why is this not a thing I think about doing? And just making like a jug of it in the beginning of the week. And then when I don't feel like cooking, I can just eat that. Yeah. Perfect. (sighs) Delicious. I'm ranting at myself for not doing things. This is not a good place to be. (laughs) Anyway. So shall we go through the recipe? Yeah, let's get to the recipe. Was that your only gazpacho story? By the way, really good gazpacho story. I felt that. I could feel it. I could feel the whole experience. It was hot. Yeah, it was beautiful. (sighs) So lovely. On we go to the recipe. So our ingredients today. Oh, our recipe source. Hello. Say the recipe source. Oh, thank you for putting the website, SpanishSabores.com. Authentic gazpacho recipe. The best Spanish gazpacho. Two names. Yeah. (laughs) Six to seven medium tomatoes. The quality of the tomatoes is one of the most important factors in the taste. Use vine rape and when possible, do not use green salad tomatoes. I hope I got good tomatoes. I'm a little iffy on the ones I got, but fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. One green Italian pepper, the long type, not a bell pepper. It's very dramatic reading of the ingredients. Hey, I have a bell pepper. I didn't find any other, so that's what I have. <laughs> There's a whole saga with the peppers for me. I ended up buying two because I couldn't find the Italian sort, which I was surprised by, but I shouldn't be, I guess. Let's start from the top of the ingredients and keep Gretchen on track. All right. We got six to seven medium tomatoes. Got to be high quality. You want this shit to taste good. Do not use underripe tomatoes. One green Italian pepper, the long type, not a bell. One cucumber, one half of a small white onion, one clove of garlic. I did like four. So... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I just did one. Yeah, one little one. One quarter cup extra virgin olive oil. Again, quality is important. A splash of sherry vinegar. They do specify diarrhea, which I'm assuming just means they really want you to get the fancy official special stuff. I think you could probably use any old sherry vinegar. I mean, yes, to be very authentic, get your one, the ones from Spain. And a pinch or two of salt. Optional toppings include... Diced green apple, diced onion, diced pepper, croutons, and hard-boiled eggs. Special equipment for today is a blender and a sieve. We are going to strain this puppy so it is smooth. And I'm tired of talking. Do you want to take us through the steps here, Becca? Sure. Real quick, in addition to the bell pepper, I am also doing shallots instead of white onion. Because oh, I had I a bunch of shallots. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm going to top with cucumber and some jalapeno. This is pretty easy. 
it is one of the easier things we've done. Definitely a world level one. And the instructions on even breaking down your vegetables are pretty easy. What we've done already and what your first steps are going to be is to wash all of your vegetables. You can peel the tomatoes if you want. You can peel the cucumbers if you want. They recommend it. I did it. Gretchen didn't. Again, this is kind of a whatever you prefer sort of a situation. But you're going to cut the tomatoes into four slices, removing that core, put the tomatoes into the blender. I did see, I'm not sure if it was on this recipe or something else that said that you want to put the ingredient with the most liquid at the bottom so that that's closest to the blade. So in this case, tomatoes first. Yes, I think that is probably a good idea. I don't know that I did that. Yeah, but well, I, I did put it in and then back out again. So hopefully it's just mixed enough to be fine. <laughs> enough tomato. Then you're going to have core and de-seed your pepper, whatever pepper that is. Cut it into a few slices and add that to your blender. Then you're going to peel the garlic, slice it in half. And this recipe recommended removing the core because it can often result in bitterness when not cooked. Mine were so small, there was none of that green core at all, so I didn't have to worry about it. I had seen that in the recipe and then was like, oh, that's a good idea. I forgot about that because we did that for tomb, which is pain in the ass, but really it's important because I've definitely done tomb after that without doing it. And it's like, oh, no, mm -mm. <laughs> not the same, <laughs> not the same. That otherwise <laughs> way better. So now I'm mad, but that's OK. I'll be fine. Yeah. That's okay. It's going to be delicious. It's all going to be good. Then after the garlic, you're going to cut the onion into a few slices and add it to the blender. Then you're going to peel that cucumber, cut it in half, add it to the blender. This says save the other half for topping. I guess if you don't want to use it for a topping, now you just have half a cucumber for some reason, but okay. <laughs> and then blend the vegetables at high speed until completely pureed. Then we add the salt and vinegar. Then you're going to slow the speed down and slowly add the olive oil. Taste to adjust for salt and vinegar. The texture is too thick. You can add some water. Then it says refrigerate and serve very, very cold. Very cold. Because you can add ice for a quick fix, but that refrigerator is probably better for a more even coldness throughout. And... Not mentioned is that suggestion to sieve it or to strain it to get any chunks out. So we are going to do that as a last, last step before we refrigerate. If it isn't liquid enough, you could just chop, chop, like throw water, add water by throwing a bunch of ice cubes in and pureeing it. That too. I thought you were going to say if it wasn't liquidy, liquid -y enough to add a little bit more cucumber, but. Oh, yeah, that would also work. Yeah, because you have There's that other half. Yeah, yeah, so many options. But very simple. We love these kind of instructions that are like, cut your tomato in four, yeah. cut your cucumber in half. Like, yes, please, thank you. That is what I want to do. I want to do so little labor with this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely world level one. Right? For sure. Yes. For sure. So should we get our butts into the kitchen and get going on this? This this We've been talking about it longer than it is going to take us to make this. I think so. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Longer. Go. Okay. We are in the kitchen. We are ready to blend. I could only get part of my ingredients into the processor. So we're going to start by blending about, I think, about half. 
quantity. Did you get all of yours in or no? Yeah, but I, I probably only had five tomatoes and I'm doing a stand blender. So I might have a little more capacity. Well, yeah, because I have to be concerned about the liquid yeah. spilling out. Overflow. So. Uh-huh. We're going to blend. We're going to make a process. Time. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. So I've had to stop in the middle because I did find out that that was a full load for my food processor. And if I put, tried to put anything else in there, it was going to overflow. So I'm going to do a second batch and then I will work on straining my gazpacho. How are you doing over there, Becca? Good. Mine's all blended up. Looks pretty smooth. I'm about to add my salt and vinegar and then we'll slowly do the olive oil addition. So here we go. So I can't decide if I should add my olive oil into this half of my blending or if I should strain it put it back into the food processor and then add the olive oil or strain it and then just use stick blender and add the olive oil. I guess that's probably my best option. Yeah, I guess so. I was thinking you could just put half, you put half the olive oil into the one that's in the food processor and mix it up, then strain that, put the other one back in, put the olive oil and mix it up, strain it. I think I'm going I mean, with the stick blender yeah. option because that feels it's like- It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with all the transferring stuff so yeah it's a lot of back and forth yeah okay so while you're doing that I'm gonna start slowly adding my olive oil okay okay I have finished blending everything in I'm going to start straining it looks like you've strained you started straining that first half that you had done I strained the first half I had a lot of leftover in the sieve so I took that leftover bit, put it back in the blender, did find out I could put a little more volume in at least because I thought maybe I'd chop, see if it could release any more volume, just, you know, by chance. I did also add some of the olive oil in here for your idea, just to get, mm-hmm. get us started. And then I'll just hit it at the end with a little bit of extra olive oil because I'm okay. pretty sure I put in way more than whatever the recommended amount was already. But Okay. Mine is pretty thin, so I think I'm not going to get too much out of the strainer, but might, I'm excited to get You might be surprised. Yeah. yeah, it'll be good. Okay, so see you in a second. All right. I'll share my update. I am all sieved, and a lot came through. It was great. There's only a little bit of seeds and a tiny bit of foam left in the strainer, so that's awesome. And I guess I'll go ahead and get mine in the refrigerator while you're still blending. I'm done now. I have a little bit more pulp left. I'm letting it sit in a strainer due to the fact that I want to see if there's some more liquid that'll come out. So I'm just going to leave it here. It'll drain while I do other things and see what else I can get out of it. Or I'm going to turn it into salsa. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, good idea. (laughs) The leavings just admit defeat and admit that maybe blenders are superior for this sort of situation compared to food processors. You know how I feel about food processors. So. I know you hate them. I know. I know. One point for blenders. <laughs> fair. Very fair. Yes. <laughs> I admit. I admit defeat. <laughs> You're going to let yours sit for a little bit. Mine's going in the refrigerator. The next step for yours is just going to be to strain and get in the refrigerator. So I guess we'll just time travel for a bit. Yep. Yeah. Let's get okay. out of here for uh, just a minute. 
will be totally different in the future. Bye. So different. Bye. <laughs> okay. We are here. Our gazpacho has chilled slightly. We just got really impatient. We wanted to try it. We couldn't wait. Yeah. It's been about 15 minutes. I think it's at four hours and we are <laughs> tasting it now. <laughs> we are into it. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do this. Oh, yours is pink. Yeah, mine is very pink. We both ended up adding a little bit more vinegar and salt. And I do think there, there's just something that I don't have in here that that is needed, but I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Mm-hmm. Not sure if that just means my tomatoes weren't up to snuff. Mm-hmm. But I also just keep eating it, so it obviously doesn't suck. I think I would want a little more cucumber. Mine is a nice color, but I also haven't put any toppings on it. I wonder yeah. if adding cucumber and that might help balance it. Because we're both going to do cilantro too. So yeah, cucumber, cilantro, and I'll have a little bit of jalapeno, which is probably going to knock out most everything else at that True. point. Yes. But it'll be good. <laughs> Will be good. Indeed. But yeah, success, I think. You know, it's good. I'm on board for this gazpacho summer and... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Come on, bring on the tomatoes, everybody. Let's do it. Hot tomato summer with cold gazpacho. I love it. Hot tomato <laughs> summer with cold gazpacho. <laughs> we have declared it. It is the summer of gazpacho. Bring back the cold soup wave. We're starting it. Like, subscribe. Use our discount if you're getting CBD gummies from Busy. Tell everyone you know about us. We are we have a Patreon. See, yeah, we technically have a Patreon. That's been a little on hold because our lives are madness right now. We'll get back to that. If if we see more people in there, we'll definitely get back to that. But until then, thanks for joining us on our journey, our gazpacho journey, Buttoneers. And what a delightful and short journey it was. We, we did talk about it longer than it took for us to make it, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ages longer. For sure. Oh, coconuts. Coconuts. I found them. They live in my cart now. Anyway, so off we go. Off we go. Let's go. Sorry, the horse took off before you said so. Oh, no raining in those (laughs) coconut horses. Oh, it's done. (laughs) We're done. Okay, let's call it.